This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, August 28th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Doing all right. Yeah? yeah. Just all right? Doing okay? Yeah, doing okay. Um, we've got like an, an early fall thing going on in the Chicagoland area where it's been like, you know, mid-70s and glorious for the past week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hold on to that before it becomes a frozen tundra, essentially. Yeah, pretty accurate. So. Yeah. You mentioned to me that your uh, fantasy football draft is coming up also. Yeah, so we're going to spend the next hour talking about fantasy football takes, right? <laughs> uh, every year you're like, eh, football, and I'm like, eh, football. Well, no, just like, like last year, I, I actually did like a whole like setup for the joke. I'm like, Dylan, we've got to get to this burning topic. And you're like, yeah, whatever you say, man, yeah, let's talk about it. Who do you like this year for fantasy football, Dylan? And you're just like, dude, you're an idiot. You're the biggest idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I did play fantasy football once, and I just... I obviously get the appeal because I like fantasy baseball, but I don't follow the league at all, you know, so I'm just kind of like, eh, nah, not for me. But Didn't you do really well in your league? Uh, no, not particularly. Oh. I did okay, you know. You I was, I was, I did, I mean, I made the playoffs. Uh, I ran into, I ran into some running back who had some giant out of nowhere week, you know, in the playoffs and it just steamrolled me because it's Welcome fantasy to fantasy football. football. Yep. That's, yeah. that, that's... I was like, I guess I'm done. Yeah, this isn't fun. <laughs> It's fine. I, you know, I, I obviously, again, I get the appeal. I just don't follow football that much, you know, not as much. And so when I played it, I was trying to learn the league at the same time as playing for the first time. So I don't know. I kind of feel like you, you would do better with fantasy hoops just because they're like a bazillion, like ridiculous advanced metrics now that they, sure. they track like every, every aspect of player movement is now tracked and measured. I've uh, heard people really like fantasy hoops too, but I talk about a league I don't follow really at all. So, um, so we're going to look at picks from Monday through Thursday, Matt, we're recording Sunday morning, so we don't have results for Sunday, but Friday and Saturday went okay for this. I had Chris Ianetti get in there and get a few hits. Uh, I had younger V. Salarte go a big fat 0 for 5. You had Jason Hayward go 0 for 4. You had Ezekiel Carrera swipe you a base. There you go. And we are now tied up 5 steals to 5 steals, uh, which is pretty good. We had Colin McHugh go to Anaheim and do as good as we thought he would. Six innings, one run, eight strikeouts. We'll take that Mm -hmm. every time. You had Kyle Freeland do not much in Atlanta, but I had Luis Castillo. Did you see this? His game on Saturday against the Pirates? I didn't see it personally, but I saw the box score. Yeah, he went seven innings, one run, nine strikeouts, and he lost because he gave up a home run to the pitcher, which is womp womp that time. But I'm not complaining about that line either. But that is a thing that happened. So you got anything else before we get into our picks starting with Monday? Uh, I spent the weekend, I caught a bit of the Cubs Phillies, just watching the Cubs just like feast on these like awful, awful teams. Oh yeah, they and do that. I keep getting sucked in by the this this White Sox team. Yeah, they're fun. My boy, Nicky Delmonico, ended up on the DL, so I didn't get him on Saturday. But Sadly. They're doing okay without Nicky. You know, they've been like a, bu- a couple walk-off wins, and the team, like, it's obvious, like, they have fun playing together, and... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not like as tortured as it was under Robin Ventura. And it's just, you've got these guys who are like clearly like playing for jobs, like playing for their careers. Yeah. So I, I'm convinced I'm like when, when Yolmer Sanchez eventually does get traded, I'm going to be like legitimately sad for like 20 minutes. 
And you're like, oh, he was useful. Yeah. yeah. These guys who, it feels like once the pressure is off for winning, then it's like a lot more fun, even though they obviously still want to win. But I don't know, as an organization, not as stressed anymore. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. I know. But okay. Well, let's look at Monday, the 28th. And Matt, I had six names written down. I feel like we actually have a good amount of options here for Monday. I got places to go. Mm. Starting with our boy Jose Urena going to Washington. He's at, last I checked, 48% owned. Yeah, that's where he still is. What do you think about that? I'm actually good with it. Yeah, he's been like a real good spot starter lately. He is, you know, ERA well under four. He's been handling things. I don't know. And, and the, the only lefties you're really afraid of in Washington are Adam Lind and Daniel Murphy, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, the Nationals are certainly competent, but they're not scary. No, yeah. not, not, losing Bryce Harper makes them a lot less scary. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, Jose Arena, you know, 3680 array, 122 whip, that is streamable. So, that's why he's at 48% almost at our line. I think you can do that. How will you like Lucas Sims going to Philadelphia? I don't. No. I, I think he's an interesting guy, and I think that's an okay matchup. But I think there are better picks for Monday. But Agreed. Yeah, that's... Yeah. If he were who I had to go to, I would I would be okay with it. But I, I'm going to go somewhere else. But it's interesting. I don't think you're crazy if you want to try it. Your boy Mike Montgomery at home against the Pirates. Do you like that at all? Yeah, card pass. Why? Just because they're so right-handed? They're so right-handed. And also, you know, he's probably not going to go more than five innings. If he goes five, I think it's an accomplishment. Yep. Last time out, he went six innings in Cincinnati, six scoreless, but that's your best case scenario. It's a nice scenario, but you're right. There is not like big game upside. No, so. there really isn't. It's, it's pretty, and not only that, he's probably going to be out of the game early, so it's going to be like a bullpen game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like when that happens, there's like less of a chance of getting, you know, the, you know, the win points as well. So, yeah. He, limited, he's left-handed, and the Pirates are super right-handed, so I would think twice there. So. Yeah, it's just it's limited strikeout upside due to the fact you know due to him not sticking around very long, and it's limited mm-hmm. win upside also due to him not sticking around very long. Yeah. Also, I forgot on the other side of Jose Arena, Edwin Jackson pitching at home against the Marlins. We've already brought him up once or twice. He continues to be fine. His earned runs each start going back. Two, one, one, four, one, three, two. I don't know what's going on, but he's been okay. His ERA is three, three, eight. He has a ERA under three for the Nationals in forty-three innings this year. What is going on here? Okay, he's given up ten homers and only struck and only struck out thirty-two batters in forty-eight innings this year. Yeah, let's strike out right there. This is like a you know this is success over a small sample size that is not going to continue. He's going to he's due to regress and regress hard in the coming weeks. It, sure, it's like, it's like lined up perfectly for he's not a what was he a, a three three no 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 he's not going to end the year with a three three eighty error. There's no way. No, I wouldn't imagine so. But he gets the Marlins who aren't that terrifying outside of Giancarlo Stanton. Would you consider Edwin? It sounds like no way. No, I would not. I think they're even if this mirage holds up a bit, there is not the strikeout upside to make him that interesting to outweigh the big, big downside that's probably going on. So interesting, but no thanks. Again, I, I, there's better options. I like Lucas Sims more than that, and I like other guys more than Lucas Sims. So agreed. And I, I, I guarantee him, I'm, I'm absolutely going to hate Edwin Jackson next year when he gets a two-year deal with the White Sox. It's going to be great. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm excited. 
Uh, Andrew Heaney starts at home against Oakland. We said we were interested. The first start gave up too many homers, but it was interesting. Second start gave up three more homers. He's now allowed seven home runs in his first two starts. That's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs. He has nine strikeouts to no walks. So the control number is still good. The homer number is still bad. I like Andrew Heaney, but I need to see more than that. But Agreed. It's Oakland. It's a good matchup. But yeah, I don't know. So, uh, interested, but no thanks. Mm. Matt, the last name here. Oh, yeah. It's your least seen at home against the Giants. You'll I mean, pardon, do, do, hold on, hold you... on. Pardon my church bells. This is a new one. Really <laughs> Recording is. in the morning on Sunday, and I have church bells in my neighborhood. So, I have to acknowledge the weird background noises as we record, apparently. I apologize. That said, maybe they're just ringing in Yuli Shasin at home against the Giants, I feel like. <laughs> oh, I pictured it. <laughs> announcing this matchup. Is this the best possible matchup for him? It's up there. I don't know who I'd rather Is have. Is there any play. way he could, like, you know, he could do, like, an intra-squad game where he actually faces the Padres? That's about it. Otherwise, but the Giants might be as bad. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. So... I wish I could be more creative than this, but I think it's got to be Shasin at home against, you know, Samarja and the Giants, right? Absolutely. I would consider Urena. Urena might have a little bit more upside, but again, Shasin's ERA is under two at home, and we're almost into September. Like, we're down the home stretch, and he's been awesome. You know, the only thing to consider is he dealt with a little bit of an injury last time, but he seems to be okay. And yeah, there aren't any real big lefties I'm worried about from the Giants. You know, their big scary bat would be Buster Post, and he's right-handed. So yeah, I don't know. 13 starts, 186 ERA at Petco. So I'm all in. I don't know. Is there anybody else here interesting to you at all? No. Okay. Yeah. My two are Shasin and Urena, but that's a big, big green light at this point. It's no longer a yellow light. It's all in on Yuli Shasin. So how about hitters, Matt, for Monday? How are you thinking? Given the smaller slate, we clearly have a smaller pool of hitters to pick from. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be spending a bit more. Okay. We've got Jordan Zimmerman going to Colorado to face the Rockies. Yes. You know, you get Jordan Zimmerman, you get the Tigers bullpen. I, I would, you know, this is, a, you know, everybody and his brother is going to have the, uh, you know, the, the Rockies stack. Yeah. So if you're in DFS, it's not quite as strong just because it'll be popular, but it is still a good place to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my C pick at 44% is Gerardo Parra versus yeah. Jordan Zimmerman. I looked at him and I had already chosen him in August, but I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't think I have. So no, you're all good. Yeah. Next up, uh, we have Chris Tillman mm-hmm. uh, at home against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. You want lefties against? Actually, you could go either way, but we're, I'm, I'm looking for lefties in particular against Chris Tillman. There's a bit of a weakness there. Mm-hmm. Yonder Alonso only 42% owned. Yeah, it's a little bit low for how well he's been. You know, right? Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, I, I looked there. That felt quote unquote expensive for me, but for him, that's that's not bad. You know. It's expensive for our contest, but not expensive for that kind of player who's had a pretty good year. No. Yeah, and it's Chris Tillman. I say go nuts. I agree. Yeah. As for my A pick, uh, we already mentioned the uh, the Andrew Heaney side of the Oakland uh, Angels mm-hmm. match of, of the A's Angels matchup. I'm looking at the other side, that that Daniel Gossett side. Yeah, your boy. <sighs> I mean, this I almost mentioned him. He's getting the start to maybe get it together, but yeah. He still has a five four nine ERA. Yeah. He still is actually he's been getting pounded more. He's a right hander who gets pounded by righties. Mm-hmm. Ten of his twelve home runs a lot have come against right handers. Eight seven two OPS against. So I'm looking for a righty who can womp on righties. That leads me to Cam Mabin. Oh, okay, I can see that for sure. Okay. Yeah, Cam Mabin is in fact right handed. 
All of his power has come against right-handers this year. Almost all of his steals have come against right-handers this year. Uh, yeah. All six home runs and 26 out of 29 stolen bases. 705 OPS against righties. I'm good with it. It's yeah. you know, believe it or not, you know the the batting average is low. The OBP is where you want it to be, though. Yeah. Uh, so so my my A pick at thirteen percent owned is Cameron Maybin versus Daniel Gossett. I like that. Yeah, he can handle righties, and he's been good this year when he's been healthy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not worried about Daniel Gossett or that bullpen either. Should be fine. Uh, okay, I had for my C pick. I also want to pick against Daniel Gossett. I'm bringing an old name back. One of our old buddies. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not using a righty against Gossett. I'm using a lefty. I'm not sure it matters. <laughs> Luis has turned it around in the second half. Like, his overall season line looks real bad because he had such a bad first half. But mm-hmm. he's looked much better. The power's back. Everything's back. So, hot hand there. I'm going to consider trying some Luis Valbuena at 3% owned. But I think... If you need a, uh, some thump down the stretch, there's this is a guy that can be an easy 20-plus homer pace when he's on. So thinking about him there should be fine. My B pick, he's been on the bench a lot, but he gets in. But the Royals are facing Austin Pruitt, who's a right-hander who's nothing to write home about. And he struggled with righties. And the Royal righty that I like when he plays, Jorge Bonifacio, hasn't played enough. But when he gets in, also handles righties. So... At 2% owned, if he comes in off the bench or plays DH or something, I think he'll be just fine. I'm just not worried about Austin Pruitt or the Rays bullpen at all. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to pick against Chris Tillman. I'm picking a guy that I think you would have picked if you hadn't already used him in August. Ben Gamble, we've liked him all year. He's been totally fine, and he gets Chris Tillman. And he's 9% owned. That's still too low. Wish there were a little more power or speed there, but the average has continued to be solid. And against Chris Tillman, that feels like good, strong points. So take a Ben Gamble. I'm fine with Yonder Alonso as well, though. Any Mariners that you like against Chris Tillman will be fine. Okay, Matt, Tuesday the 29th, I wrote five names down. So not a huge list, but enough. Do you like Erasmo Ramirez going to Baltimore? He was okay last time out. If you're win hunting, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but there's not a, a huge upside there because he no. doesn't go that deep. No. His last three starts, he went exactly six innings, which gives you a pretty decent thing to expect. But he, he's fine. He's always a fine spot starter, but nothing special. So you can consider it. How about your boy Mark Leader Jr. getting Atlanta? Uh, that's the section with pick. Yeah, you like him. And you know what? This is a good matchup for him, so I don't blame you. Mm. What do you like about this? I just like that he, he's... He's a righty who doesn't really have a platoon split. He's been a bit weaker against against lefties, but not like dramatically so. Mm-hmm. And also, he's been fantastic at home. Yeah, it's mostly mostly a relief, but even still, it's is is a, a five run difference between his home ERA and his road ERA. Yeah, one three three ERA at home. For sure. So I, I'm not expecting like a one three three ERA performance out of him, clearly. But mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do think there's, there's upside as far as strikeouts go, and I don't really think much of the Atlanta offense. Yeah. Last time out, seven innings, one hit, no runs against Miami. Five strikeouts. Like, all right. Yeah, he's been pretty okay when he's come in. So I can see that. Even if a lot of it's in relief, I think he's going to be okay. So not my pick, but I like it fine. Mike Fires is back under the threshold because he started allowing a bunch of home runs. He gets Texas. Do you want any part of that? Not really, no. No. I like him when he's on, but like last start didn't allow a home run, but I need to see a little more consistency than that. So, And Texas can hit homers, so eh, you can consider it. Not for me. And how about, this is digging a little bit deeper, 
Matt Moore going to San Diego. You have streamed Matt Moore before in desperate times. Would you consider him in San Diego? I thought long and hard about that one. I just couldn't pull Mm -hmm. the trigger. He has allowed five earned runs across his past three starts, so he's in an okay place right now. Mm -hmm. And there are still some strikeouts, but yeah, he's kind of terrifying. You know, things can go badly for sure. He's four and twelve on the year. I know we don't read in the win and loss record that much, but oh, that's that's a team thing. I mean, it just tells me that the Giants have been terrible, not so much he's been terrible. True, but it does mean if he's only had four wins all year, it's kind of hard to get more from him. Like the Giants aren't going to get way better, you know. But I don't know. No. So well, not this season. Yeah, so uh, you could do it, but it's pretty deep for me. That's a deep DFS option that I don't think you'd be crazy for, but it's not my favorite. No. I think, Matt, I'm going to take my boy Luke Weaver going to Milwaukee. And he was so good against the Padres last time out. This is a real prospect with some talent. And I don't love the matchup, but I just trust Luke Weaver enough. This is more me picking a pitcher that I legit like. I think this is a guy that's going to be kind of a sleeper for me next year. I think he's going to get in that rotation and pitch all year and be pretty decent. So, And, yeah. and also, you know, he, he is... He's been taking advice from from Jeff and Jared for all these years. There you go. I I suppose so. Probably. Now you're making me second guess. I'm like they're not related. No, they're not. I, no, no, they are not related. I I, I mean, would it, would it shock you if they were? Uh, a little bit just by age, because he's so young. He'd have to be like a nephew or something at this okay, point. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's a, he's a young prospect guy, an actual prospect, one of those Cardinals prospects, which we've talked about. Is it weird to put more stock in guys because they're from a certain organization? That bias, but then that is a little tiny, small part of it for me. Yeah, so I'm taking Luke. You're taking Mark. I think they'll both be fine. Is there anybody else pitcher wise that was interesting at all? I took a long look at Troy Scribner before deciding not to take him too. Is it mostly that he's facing the A's? Yeah, the matchup was intriguing, and but I think there's also a bit of strikeout upside there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so far this year, he has 7.5 strikeouts per nine. So yeah, a little bit. So not terrible. It's a thing. I don't like it as much as some of the other options, but you can consider it in a deep format for sure. That is a good matchup. Okay, Matt, how about hitters for Tuesday? First up, my C pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Nicolino is going to Washington to face the Nationals. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in fact left-handed, and, and historically he's had a bit of a, le- a weakness against lefties, which has been odd. But yes. th- it hasn't shown up this year. He's just been bad against everybody, including right-handers. I'm I'm looking more for the platoon advantage. That tells me that there's there's been a change in repertoire. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for the right-handers there. And the one that kind of sticks out to me is Michael A. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be just fine there for sure. Yeah, he's at th- he's only at thirteen percent owned. He's got pop. He's got speed. He's shown more pop and speed against righties than lefties because that's where he spends. Mo- you know, he's he's made m- majority of his appearances there. But if he sneaks in, he's showed solid production against lefties this year with an eight eight two OPS in a very small sample. Yeah, I like that just fine. And he has some some power, some speed, and he likes lefties. There's nothing not to like about that. Yeah. Right. Next up, my B pick. The Nymets are headed to Cincinnati to face the Reds, and they've mm-hmm. got Chris Flexen on the mound. Yeah, he's been bad. Remember when I liked him for a second, and it did not? Yeah, before you saw him well. pitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a little tiny bit of a prospect, and he has not delivered at all. Yeah. Speaking of home road splits, he's uh, his, his road area. Well, first of all, his home area is not good, and his road area is four runs higher than his than his home ERA. Mm-hmm. You want lefties against him. He's got, you know, he's been rough against both sides, but, you know, I, I want the advantage here. And believe it or not, uh, Scott Shebler has come back down to earth, but he's having a great August. Yeah, yeah, I I like that too. I, if I picked Scott Shebler. He's one of my picks as well. 
Okay, he's my B pick at 22%. His July OPS was 484. His August OPS is over 1300. And he's, he's back to doing Scott Shepler things as a lefty. Yeah. So I like I like it for him here. He can handle Chris Flexen for sure. I would hope so. And next up, my A pick. We've got the Red Sox going to Toronto, and they get to face Tom Kohler. Yeah, our boy. I looked at this for a second, for sure. I was like, eh, Tom Kohler a little bit, but I, you know, not against the Red Sox at all. I'm fine with picking against him for sure. Yeah, you want you want lefties against him this season. He's OPS against lefties over a thousand. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah. And at one percent owned, I have to toss my guy Brock Holt out there against him. Okay, you do love Brock Holt. I'll be honest, I do not love Brock Holt as much as you do. He qualifies all over the diamond, and he, does. He, he, he and he hits left-handed, and I don't see why he's not gonna he's not gonna sneak in there against Tom Kohler. I could see that, you know, he's gonna start and all that, but I'm also like Matt. He has no home runs and one steal this year. I know it's a small sample size, you know, and he can do better than that, especially against Tom Kohler. But it's like I want to see numbers out of him, you know. I don't know. He's hardly played. You see it as half empty. I see it as half full. There's nowhere There's nowhere to go but up. That's fair. And the truth is, being a part of that lineup that should score a lot of runs, that's valuable, for sure. But, yeah, I wanted to see a little bit more from him so far. But it's also a small sample size. He has less than 100 bats this year. So if he gets there in Toronto and against Tom Kohler, I think he should be fine. So I don't have a problem about it. I just wish I were more excited about it. So as for my picks, which are not guaranteed to be more exciting, I wrote uh, as a D pick as an option. My A pick for Monday is Ben Gamble. If that doesn't work, you know, or even just for you, like Ben Gamble would get Ubaldo Jimenez on Tuesday. Like, I like that, too. Use him on Monday and Tuesday. That's fine. I'm going to recommend that. It's Ubaldo. Can't handle lefties. Go for it. I, as my C pick, I wanted a Yankee against Trevor Bauer. You know who's back for the Yankees is Greg Bird. Greg Bird's alive. Yeah. Uh, Greg Bird's back. He's already, like, still 21% owned, though. And I don't know about that. I want to see him, like, produce and actually be able to hit a baseball and stay on the field. Wait, wait, wait. So so you're complaining about my Brock Holt pick, but you're taking Greg Bird? (laughs) I didn't complain about your pick. Said I wasn't excited about it. But, yeah, he's about as unproven recently. That is fair. Yes, mm. he's, he's my C pick. I think I just want to bring some attention to Greg Bird okay, being back. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. the fact, okay, the fact that Holt is in fact my A pick. Okay, I view that as a valid criticism. Okay, fair yeah. enough. But he's also one percent, and Greg Bird's at twenty-one. So I'm kind of like, well, you know, uh, that's people that just tossed Greg Bird on the DL, like you know, in April and forgot about him. You know that, yeah. Right? I forgot about him too, but now he's back. And <laughs> then did. my B pick is Scott Shebler again. Getting Chris Flexen should be fine. But my A pick is a guy I know you at least halfway like. You picked him. The Astros get a lefty and Martin Perez. He can't handle righties. The cheap right-hander to match lefties in Houston is J.D. Davis. Prospect they brought up with power who matches lefties. He should hopefully get in there. He's 0% owned, and there's no reason he can't be a productive member of that lineup, at least on that day, against a bad lefty. Or so. I think that should be. That should be fine. I like J.D. Davis as a sneaky pick on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Matt, I only wrote four pitcher names down. It's a full slate, but there's some options to go with. This is kind of the weakest day for me, I feel like. But Easily. let's take a look. I, uh, it's the weekest day for everybody because it's a weekday. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. There you go. I'll give that to you. Jared Eikhoff is at home against Atlanta. Do you care about that at all? I'm going to continue to pick against Jared Eikhoff. Yes, but I think he could have a fine start as well. Would would be okay. Last time he handled the Cubs okay. Like, he's a decent pitcher, but not exciting and has a weakness. 
How about Chad Bettis at home in Coors against the Tigers? No way, right? I'm not taking that pick. Yeah, he allowed five runs last time in Atlanta. Can't do that. Still a little interested. How about, let me make sure his number is still the same. Because when I checked, he was at, yeah, Jake Odorizzi is at 50% owned right at the line. And he's going to Kansas City. Do you care about Jake Odorizzi on the road against the Royals? I like that pick, actually. He's at 4.82 ERA on the year. He's been very up and down. This is a guy that used to be more talented, but it's kind of struggled. There's a reason he's down to 50% on, and it's kind of, you know, troubling. But he gets some strikeouts. Kind of an interesting guy. I think that would be okay. And then my last name is Kendall Graveman going to Los Angeles against Parker Bridwell. But Kendall Graveman can keep the ball down. As You know, last time out was seven innings, one run before that. Two, two, three. He hasn't allowed more than three runs in a while. You know, I'm kind of like Kendall Graveman. Is that crazy? It's not completely like insane, but it's not. It, I'm not know. really excited about it. It's mostly a pick against the Angels, to be honest. And I, I'm interested to see if you have any other names, but I don't want to like cheat and take your suggestions. I think I like Eikhoff or Graveman. I'm going to go ahead and take Kendall Graveman going to the Angels. Right. I wish I got some more strikeouts, but open my eyes to a better option here on Wednesday because I don't see much. I'm taking Travis Wood. Okay. And what do you like about Travis Wood? It's just getting the Giants? Getting the Giants in Petco. Yeah. Believe it or not, in he's had three starts this season yeah. in Petco. I believe all three are Ws. Oh, no, I think uh, two of the three are Ws. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a nice place to get traded, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take that he had a relief, and he had a relief win in Petco or in June as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He, uh... So, He's been okay. I don't know. Again, in San Diego against the Giants is maybe the best possible matchup in baseball right now. Okay. So in his, in his three home in his three home starts, his earned runs are as follows: two, two, zero. Yeah, I can see it. You know, he has a four point nine one ERA as a Padre so far. You know, it's better than his ERA over six on the year, but. You're right, in, at home in San Diego against, you know, one of the weakest offenses in baseball, I think he could be just fine. So I think he's fine, yeah. If this is a matchup pick for you. I trust Kendall Graveman, the pitcher, much more than Travis Wood, but I think the matchup is strong enough you could make this work. So okay. not crazy, but again, it's a tough day. So I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to spend on pitching on Wednesday instead of trying to stream like we are. So Okay, how about hitters on Wednesday, Matt? How are you thinking? Okay, we've got Derek Holland going to Minnesota to face the Twins. Yeah, Oof. you know, I we you know we've talked about Derek, you know, picking against we've been picking against Derek Holland all, all season. Early uh, on, he was decent, but yeah, I guess. But the wheels did fall off. Yes. Yeah, it's shocking. So you want righties against him? Clearly, there's not a whole lot of right-handed bats in in Minnesota. Yeah, especially Miguel Sano out. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. But right now, they're not that scary. At four percent owned, Eduardo Escobar is just too good to pass up. Yeah. He's got over 100 bats against lefties this season. Six homers, 8.35 OPS against. Derek Holland been rough against righties just about, you know, other than the first two months of the season, he's been rough against righties for the majority of the season. So I really like this for the switch hitting Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, I think that'd be just fine for him. It's Derek Holland. He'll be fine. Yeah. Next up, my B pick. As I mentioned, I'm picking against Jared Eikhoff. We've talked about his struggles with lefties all year. The guy I like, other than Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. is Matt Adams. 
Adam should be just fine there. Absolutely. You would hope so. Yeah, against Freddy's 903 OPS, 16 home runs, and he's only 15% owned. Yeah, that's come way down. You know, right. it's, he's cooled off as well, but the power's still legit, you know, and the good matchup should be fine. Next up, my A pick, continuing with San Diego, they get Ty Block. Mm-hmm. He's, in fact, left-handed, and he's really, really rough against righties. Yes. And... The Padres have a ton of right-handed outfield options to choose from. You can go super cheap with, you know, the Jabari Blashes of the world. You know, Blash versus Block matchup. Okay. Or you could do what I'm doing. That's taking, uh, I'm sorry, Manuel Margot at 22% owned. So far against lefties this season, 8-4-2 OPS, two homers, three steals. He gets on base. You know, there's not a ton of pop, but there's enough speed there to make him really interesting. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, I also picked against Ty Block a little bit. I did not go with uh, with him, but I could. Did you pick Jabari Blash against Ty Block? No, but I do like that as well. I had as my D pick, pardon me, my C pick to start is Dominic Smith gets Homer Bailey. I still want to see more for Dom Smith, but he hasn't done a lot yet. But getting Homer Bailey might be exactly what he needs. And again, that might be more of an average guy than a power guy early on, but it hasn't done a lot of any of that either so far. But I, it's Homer Bailey. Pick any Mets you like. I mean, anybody in there that you think is going to be okay, we're, we're all for picking against Homer Bailey this year. My B pick, my Padre I won against Ty Block, is Jose Perella. Has been batting in the heart of the Padres order. Has actually handled righties better than lefties a little bit, but is right-handed and can handle a lefty, I feel like. And I don't know what is up with Jose Perella and why he's been okay so far this year, but he has eight homers, four steals, batting over 300. He's 11% owned, and he's in the middle of that lineup. Like, all right, I'll take that. You know, especially, again, against such a, a guy with a split that's not that overpowering. So I think he'll be fine. And then my A pick, I kind of like this one, going to Yankee Stadium to get CC Sabathia, who has been decent this year, but CC does not like pitching at home, and he does not like righties. So now that he's in Yankee Stadium, I am taking Austin Jackson, who is secretly having a pretty decent season for the Indians, and his job is to hit lefties especially. Maybe bats up near the top of the lineup. They've been him like second and stuff a lot since Bradley Zimmer's been bad. Austin Jackson batting 307, 374, 479 in 219 plate appearances. That's five homers and two steals, so don't get too excited. But yeah, again, is able to, to handle lefties. He has a 979 OPS against lefties. Blah, blah, blah. Good matchup for Austin Jackson at 2% owned going to Yankee Stadium. So You can't blah, blah, blah fantasy advice. I mean, what do you want me to say about Austin Jackson too much? It's just the, the, everything's lined up for him to match up against CeCe Sabathia well here. So, mm. yeah, and I don't think it'll be a popular one, but I'm willing to recommend that as my A pick for sure. And then, okay, Matt, Thursday, the 31st, this uh, this last day, not a full slate. Looks like 10 games. I have four names. This one's a little bit trickier, but I think there's places to go. Okay. Robert Stevenson, I kind of poo-pooed last time because his ERA is like over six. And then he struck out 11 batters. His ERA is 5-8-1. He gets the Mets at home. Do you care about Robert Stevenson at all? I'm picking against him. Yeah. One good start last time doesn't suddenly turn me on to it, but I'm at least thinking about it. He's been decent lately, but even after that, his air rate is 581, so not convinced yet. 
And I'm fine with not picking it. Our boy Adam Conley, last time out, we talked about this. He got the Padres, good matchup. He'd been good. He'll have five runs to the Padres at home. He has another good matchup at home. He gets the Phillies. But for some reason, 7.65 ERA in Miami. Are we sticking to this? Got to stay away from Adam Conley when he starts in Miami? I think we do, yeah. I feel like it just got reproven last time when he couldn't handle the Padres there. So I can see him being just fine against the Phillies, but I'm scared away a little bit for sure. We could just stay away from him in general, too. Yeah. Matt, while we're recording, this just came across my Twitter timeline. Clayton Richard Uh-oh. hit a home run. So that is a thing that has happened <laughs> this morning in baseball. Clayton Richard going yard against the Marlins. So that's a thing. Anyway, my uh, my other two names, Sean Newcomb going to the Cubs. Too scary for you? Yes, too scary for me. I still like the strikeouts he gives, but the whip is bad and the RA is not great. So he's going to be an interesting sleeper for me next year, but not there yet. I think the obvious pick, and I imagine you're on it with me, Colin McHugh gets Texas. Colin McHugh's been decent. It's not a great matchup because, you know, Texas is okay. They can hit. But Colin McHugh, 363 ERA, gets his strikeouts. Had the one bad start against the Tank Sox has otherwise been fine, including last time out. Are you with me on Colin McHugh? Yeah, I think so. I just, just nothing really better. Is there anything else that's interesting to you on Thursday? Ben Lively do anything for you? No. Me either. The Marlins are bad enough you can consider the spot start, but it's just not very exciting. You know, he's better on the road, you know, but 881 OPS to lefties, 797 OPS to righties. He's not really handling guys, so. No, he's not handling much. No. Okay, and then your hitters, Matt. Who are you thinking on Thursday? Okay, speaking of Robert Stevenson, mm-hmm. you know he's facing the Mets. Took a long, hard look at Dom Smith. Yeah. The lefty. Yeah. You know he hasn't done. Eight, he's literally done nothing against lefties this season. Yeah, but I think that'll change. But yeah, I understand. Either way, but he has inflicted a bit of damage against righties. Uh, all three of his home runs have come against right-handers with a seven seven five OPS and a really tiny sample. Mm-hmm. And he's only at 7% owned. He's my A pick against Robert Stevenson. Yep. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I had him on Wednesday, so obviously I'm fine with him on, on Thursday. Next up, my B pick. We've got Jeremy Hellickson mm-hmm. facing the Blue Jays in Baltimore. He doesn't have a platoon split, but he's not very good against either side. Yeah. In fact, he's a bit worse against righties for the season. I'm not going to read a whole ton into that, but I'm going to pick I'm going to pick in favor of it with uh, right-hander Stephen Pierce. Okay. Yeah, I like Stephen Pierce. He's been batting leadoff-ish and handling his business. So He's at only 10% owned, and... In a, a sample size of about 200 at-bats, he's got an 8-2-1 OPS with eight of his 13 homers against righties this season. Yeah, that's the thing is we used to really like him as a lefty masher, but if he starts hitting righties a little bit like he has been all of a sudden, I mean, he's an older guy. It's not like he's suddenly going to reinvent himself too much. But not to draw the comparison, but that was the Jason Worth thing, was Jason Worth could always hit lefties and couldn't really hit righties, and all of a sudden he became above average against righties and you have a real complete baseball player there so mm-hmm. i don't think steve pierce is going to do that but he's doing that a little tiny bit this year and the blue jays moved him up to the top of the lineup so yeah that's, that's a guy down the stretch for me is steven pierce okay, and lastly we've got zach davies pitching at home mm-hmm. against the nationals he was good on the road trip but that's kind of his adam conley thing is doesn't pitch at home correct he's in super rough at home and he doesn't really have a split, but I'm still going to pick against him with lefties. Mm-hmm. I'm tossing Adam Lind up there at 2% against Zach Davies. That's oh, my okay. C. Yeah. Is your C pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had these backwards. Is that McDonald Smith, your A pick? Yes. Oh, okay. 
All right, yeah, I, I, I missed that, but I like all those. Fine. You, you brought up Robert Stevenson, so I wanted to continue the segue. Sure. You see, it's, it's something it's something professional podcasters do to maintain flow of the show. Uh, we don't do that here. We're not into that. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, I like those. All right, my C pick, I want to pick against Nick Martinez. Going to Houston, I think he's going to get beat up. He's kind of bad. I'm not really worried about which side too much, but I'm going to take. He, he's been worse against lefties. Uh, I like Derek Fisher a lot, but I already took him in August. I can recommend <laughs> Derek Fisher. I can't pick him, but go for it. The other cheap-ish lefty the switch hitter the veteran carlos beltran has been underwhelming but also just fine and i think that he can handle nick martinez basically i just want a guy in that astros lineup so for my c pick carlos beltran against nick martinez not exciting but should be just fine on a smaller day for my B pick, I actually picked against Ben Lively because he's had problem with these lefties. This is a Matt Dewaskin special. Derek Dietrich getting Ben Lively should be just right fine, on. I imagine. Yeah, he's one of the few lefties in that Miami lineup that, that you can afford, at least. If you want to spend on Christian Yelich, I'm fine with that, too. But at 3%, Derek Dietrich, it's Ben Lively and the Phillies bullpen. So I like that. But my A pick, I'm sorry, I'm picking against Bartolo Colon. It feels bad. I don't love to do it, but I get to pick a tank socks against Bartolo. Matt Davidson's back, and he's 6% owned, and people, like, they kind of dropped him when he went on the DL because he wasn't good enough to hold on to. But now he's back, and even though he might prefer lefties, I think he can handle Bartolo Colon at 6% owned. And he has a bunch of home runs this year, so I could see some power from Matt Davidson. Stepping in with Nicky Delmonico out, now you gotta rely on Matt Davidson, so... Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Um, okay, Matt, that should do it for us through Thursday. You got anything before we get rolling out of here? No, I wanted to roll out of here and get 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 back to my Sunday, man. All right, we're getting back to Sunday. Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. We are recording midday Sunday, so if these things change by Sunday night and into Monday, we're sorry. We record in advance. Always check your lineups. Check your matchups. Uh, make sure that these things are good before you just like pencil it in entirely but should be good and good to go so that'll do it for matt i'm dylan thanks for listening and we'll talk to you on friday this podcast is over thank you for listening to the field of streams podcast for more fantasy baseball analysis visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on twitter at rotographs 